1: Hey guys, Joe, you're muted for some reason.
2: I cannot believe we're starting game out previews. with Joe on mute. It is week <laughs> five game previews. Oh, uh, you're back. You're fine. We can hear you now. What just happened? The new right. audience—they're right. in for a treat today. Hey,
1: at least nobody's on just yet. I mean, the audio audience is. is yeah, really but like, the audio are audience guarding? is listening are they? to all of this. Oh man, welcome everyone! If anyone's listening, and this isn't our usual, Joe is having technical issues. Uh, he's back. I was really letting him do the intro. So, Joe, you want to start over?
2: No, it's it's not week four game previews. It's not week six <laughs> game previews. <laughs> <laughs> it's week five game previews, guys. Oh,
1: I love it! God damn, man, it is gonna be it is gonna be a good one. I can just already tell this is gonna be one of our best podcasts. If anyone could make it past the forty first forty five seconds, just know we're better than this. Okay.
2: Hey, it's week five. We we have to stumble at some point. It's it's you know we're not at our bye week yet. We're trying. We're crawling towards it um before we get into the previews though Josh I actually want to throw it to you you said you were going to watch the Toy Story broadcast of the football game how did that go and it, did you actually watch the full thing
1: I did say I was going to do that and then I ended up mowing the grass during that game so I didn't watch the Toy Story one I watched the ESPN one that's my bad didn't realize it was going to be on ESPN as well so I did not watch the Toy Story I lied to all the listeners. Um, but I assume it was just terrible. It can't be as worse as the Sunday or or Sunday night game where they just kept panning to all the Swift Swifties and Pacheco runs for a 50 yard touchdown. And all of a sudden they're like, Hey, look, Taylor Swift. And it's like, dude, this dude just had the best game of his life and we're going to pan to Taylor Swift. It's not his girlfriend.
2: The most important person there, Yes, They're going to pay. No,
1: no, I forgot you're a Swiftie, and we'll have to mute you for that. But um, at the same time, just like, what the fuck were they doing? Uh, Did you see the guy call Zach Wilson trash on on live TV? Um, I mean,
2: I think everybody does that. No,
1: like, literally, didn't say he played like trash. He literally said, well, Zach Wilson's trash to Chris Jones. And Chris Jones, like a G, was like, well, I think he played really good. He he played a really good game, uh, set Chris Jones up to just be a douchebag. And fortunately, Chris Jones wasn't that guy, and I really do appreciate that for him. Um, and, and announcers and analysts should not be—we we, we can—we're called offensive points, We're, but like at the same time, like to to be on NBC or whatever you know sports affiliate that they're with to say a player or a person is trash. He didn't even say he played like trash. He actually played a really good game against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't know, just
2: just wild. We're talking too much about Zach Wilson. He's trash, Joe. You went to the chiefs bears game two weeks ago. I know you were actually there. You didn't just say you were going to go and then didn't go. So please give us a, a brief report from, I mean, what was an embarrassing game for the bears, but just go ahead. Well, it was fun, man. I actually had the cheapest uh, Taylor Swift at Arrowhead tickets that uh, I think were available. Um, Cause I know people that spent like thousands of dollars a couple weeks before that. Um, no, nah, man, I uh, it was fun. Had a good day. Did some tailgating. No one tailgates like Kansas City. I've never been to a game at Arrowhead, but no one tailgates like Kansas City. And then uh, the game started. Well, they did a really cool uh, flyover and everything. And then the coin toss happened, and the Chiefs sprinted to midfield with their helmets on in unison. And the Bears walked out, and Justin Fields didn't have his helmet on. DJ Moore had a towel on his head. And they just kind of meandered to center field. And I'm like, all right, the game's over. I mean, this is what a professional sports organization looks like. And this is what the Chicago Bears look like. Um, there were a bunch of Bears fans in attendance. Uh, I remember right before halftime, the Bears got the ball back. And I was just screaming to kneel it. Just go into halftime. Just kneel it. And they were they were like, no, nah, we can't kneel it, man. Let, let field's cook. And the field's an interception immediately. And then the Chiefs scored a touchdown. And I was like, fuck you, man. You don't know football um on there so it was fun it was a very entertaining game um albert albert Albert. says i'm nobody on uh on the chat and i didn't
1: i didn't realize you had been in just yet i i thought we were just playing to nobody for a second and it felt better i felt a little bit better with our little lull but i'm sorry albert you are not nobody okay
2: you are somebody so you are albert did you see taylor joe or was it She? Did you even know that was going on? I knew she was there because that's what everyone was talking about. I did not see her. There were rumors that she was being wheeled in in a popcorn storage unit. So That did happen on Sunday. That did happen on Sunday. Yeah, so, no, I did not see her. She was on the screen a bunch of times. Um, It was funny because they had the Patrick Mahomes fastest QB to 25,000 pass yards. And then like literally two seconds later it was Taylor Swift's face. And I'm like, can we just like applaud Patrick? Mahomes it's, like the, it's like But Joe, that's like the applause, button. You put her on the screen, everybody applauds, and you get the the reaction that you want from the crowd.
1: Can I just say I that's don't why you're understand, in media, though? I don't understand the Taylor Swift hype. Like, why are we pretending like she's larger than life? Um Her music's okay, to say the least.
2: We're gonna do Uh, every week. We're gonna do a Taylor Swift update just to make sure that uh, I do
1: have a Taylor Swift joke written in, which I shouldn't have. I'm better than that, but I did do it. So therefore, I guess (laughs) every other sports,
2: every other sports podcast is talking about her. We have to be, you know, we have to. I hate it. I hate it.
1: Do you think we'll get Swifties that listen to our podcast now? Because I, I, I don't think I can. I don't think I can cater to them.
2: Well, we're going to lose them all right now because Rihanna is way better than Taylor Swift. Thank you, Joe. And I will Thank fight you, anybody. I, I don't I don't even agree, but at the same time, it's like Taylor Swift isn't good.
1: But anyway, let's get into something way agree? less exciting. Hey, no, 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 Let's uh, fuck
2: football for a second.
1: You <laughs> hating on Riri? No, R- Rihanna's good. I actually like her more than Taylor Swift. I, I, I think Taylor Swift is just a person who sings about her exes, and I cannot wait for the Travis Kelsey edition of that song. But... Although I probably will listen to it for two seconds and then turn it off. So, all right, into football, we're going to do it. And we can we can break any time we want to talk back about the Swift fandom and whatever. The Chiefs will come up eventually, so we'll have to talk about her at some point. Anyway, let's get into a way less exciting topic than Taylor Swift. Chicago Bears take on Washington on Thursday. And if you're listening to this after that happened, you could probably skip ahead three minutes. But at the moment, you're here. So let's talk about... Justin Fields, he put up 30 plus points last week and you probably should see something similar again this week. Uh, Washington D has been torched the last two weeks uh, and this should be a good shootout. Now, don't get used to this because he could fuck this one up, too. Uh, and then you got Sam Howell. And after Howell's abysmal performance against the Bills, he actually looked pretty fine against the Eagles, um, although he really does have no internal clock. So you're going to expect some turnovers and some sacks, even with the Bears defense. Uh, And then on the tight end uh, line, if you sat Cole Komet like you probably did, uh, he is definitely very streamable again. um, And other than the KC game, he's had six or more targets in each game and we'll continue to see those red zone targets. Um, And Washington is number one against tight ends. uh, If you look at it like that, but all the teams they have played weren't necessarily heavy tight end teams in the first place. So um, I think feel free to fire up Cole Komet and Logan Thompson, uh, Thomas, not Thompson, uh, is my stream of the week personally. Uh, I, I really am streaming him personally. Uh, head for your move, it's real, real tough. Uh, but feel confident to start anyone against the Bears defense pretty much. Uh, but they'll get into that here shortly. Sorry, Joe.
2: No, you're good. Yeah, start everyone against the Bears defense. Brian Robinson is going to maul this defense. I mean, Brian Robinson's having a hell of a season already, and you put him up against the Chicago Cubs, and boom. It should be awesome. Uh, it, if you are still starting Antonio Gibson, you are no friend of mine. But if you're really in a pinch, I guess maybe this, if he's ever going to do it, it's this week's so the Bears. Definitely suck. Um, he
1: finally kind of had a role last week, though.
2: He did. kind of. He, he finally showed some signs of life. I'm not ready to buy it yet, though. I got to see more. Um, Roshan, we saw his snaps slowly increase and then absolutely fell off a cliff last week. Uh, keep him rostered. This is Herbert's backfield at the moment, but we could see it swing back towards Roshan in the coming weeks. Uh, For Cleo Herbert, the Commanders are a tough matchup, and we know the Bears want to run the ball, and this game really shouldn't get away from the Bears, so Herbert can absolutely be started. Commanders are pretty tough against the run, and just keep in mind that his 108 rush yards last week came against the worst run defense in the league, and the Bears actually had a lead. So don't feel super confident about Herbert just yet, but you can use him.
1: What up, Rugeroo? Always a pleasure having you
2: in the chat. Welcome in, welcome in. Um, All right, I got wide receivers. DJ Moore is good to go. That is pretty much the only wide receiver that's good on this offense. Darnell Mooney is a good flex for. We have four bye weeks. Four teams on a bye this week, so Darnell Mooney could be good if you need a bye week fill in. On the washington side of things terry mccorn is finally getting things going he's having a very quiet season but he's having a very successful season the floor is very high for mr mccorn um i'm actually liking a lot of what i'm seeing from curtis samuel i know this is only good for like three or four weeks of the year so maybe we're just in that stretch right now but his target share is actually something pretty good um and then jahan dotson look the targets are there Sam Howell can't throw an accurate ball, so I don't really know what to make of that. I I still think he's a flex play for now, but if you're benching Jahan Dotson, I'm not going to blame you because it's not really leading to a lot of success yet, anyway.
1: Yeah, I love watching the Curtis Samuel thing. Someone offered me Curtis Samuel for uh, Curtis Samuel and something else for like Puka
2: Nakua, and I was like, "Dude, get the no, yeah, not it." Yeah, I mean, he's not great, but uh, it's not so bad. Um, he's doing what every possum should do and try to sell high. But right. To be fair, he might be listening to us. That's fair. Uh,
1: by the way, you said oh, uh, great floor on Terry McLaurin, and all I can think of is Terry McFloorin. I love
2: it. Terry McFloorin. Terry McLaurin. I like that, man. It's a, good, it's a good name for him. I'm writing that um, down. I actually have Chicago winning this game. I think everybody's gonna pick Washington in their survivor pool and go into work Friday very unhappy that they lost to the to the Bears.
1: Who the hell would pick Washington? This is such a trap game for both. Yeah, teams. but you're
2: going against you're going against Chicago, so you're just like, well, that team sucks. I'll just pick whoever's playing the Bears. Yeah, but yeah, I Washington like this is just the way the Bears win. It would be this game just to fuck everybody.
1: Washington's defense isn't great either. You know what I mean? It'd be so hard to God, do no. it. Oh, you know terrible. Justin Fields. I mean, they got good. a couple good players out there. Uh, it's good to see Chase Young with the sack finally for those IDP fellas out there. He's going to get five oh, more this
2: week. And I forgot to say, Chase Claypool, inactive yet again this week. Fantastic trade, Bears. Good thing you gave up the 30-second pick in the draft for that. Very, very good trade. You can Glad say you first way. round. I got him a weapon. It's ridiculous. You can say first embarrassing. round. Ticket.
1: The commanders right, anyway. are going to win. Game. I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and uh, break the tie for you, and I'm going to pick Chicago.
2: It's sad, but Sam Howell. I mean, the joke's on us with the pick in that, but at the same time, like they're gonna win a game this year, and this is just the kind of dumb game they would win.
1: Sam Howell. I watched him, and uh, there's a Commanders fan that you guys don't know yet who hangs out with us at the bar now, Uh, and he really pointed out that Sam Howell has no internal clock, and he just stands back there and like. And so, like, he's gonna be like, Bears don't have any defensive rushers, and like, some guys just gonna come around and just rock the shit out of them.
2: the them Bears balls. have two sacks this whole season, and they actually have a worse pressure rate when they blitz. I don't all know right. how the fuck that's possible. Fireball
1: bet they double Sam it this week. Is fine. week. Fireball bet it. they double it. Two sacks. I'll take that all
2: day. Say get, so get two sacks in the game. Hundred percent. Enough. It seems easy enough, but
1: it is the Bears, so
2: like, it's still hard. Yeah, okay, let's, we spent
1: way too much time talking about this. No offense, Joe. Let's <laughs> want to get the trash can out. I think we're going to move on.
2: Trash can's always yeah. here, man.
1: All right. Well, let's get into, uh, you know, a little London game. Again, uh, the uh, second quasi home game for the Jags, uh, who fortunately won't really have to worry about jet lag like we did in Gulf Shores. Uh, even though it does say the Bills are the home on the scoreboard, they're wrong because neither of them are home because they're in London. So, uh, Fun. Get back to we. We really still talk about the Thursday game. How can play like he did last week? They'll win. Um, he did not actually play that good, but we'll allow it. Okay, the Jags
2: are the home team.
1: I no, it. I, th- I thought it was Buffalo. Oh, I don't. No, know. I'm just
2: saying they they played all their games in London the last year. No, I
1: get it. It was it was just a bad joke, man. I I don't really it care. Was- I don't like your cockney attitude over here. I'm pretty sure it has Buffalo listed as the home team though, officially, but I might be wrong on that too. Cause I just feel all wrong now. Uh, but anyway, Lawrence had himself quite a game last week and would have been better had the Falcons not just been absolutely terrible. So I imagine he'll be forced to pass a little bit more uh, in, against Buffalo and should be starting if he's on your team. I imagine you probably don't have a better option. And um, honestly, I mean, it hasn't looked great this year, but last the last game in in London looked pretty good for him if he had been forced to play a full game. So, uh, And then Josh Allen's been just completely light, lights out. You already know what to do with him. Um, and as for the tight ends, I do think it's worthy to note that I was wrong, and the targets have shifted from Knox to Kincaid at the moment. Um, Knox is nursing a quad injury, so Kincaid, in my opinion, can be a viable streaming option if Knox is out. Um, otherwise, I'd wait another week just to see how this shakes out. As really neither of them have been viable, getting enough targets to be really a viable starter. So, and then Evan Ingram uh, still a favorite by Lance and is one of the most consistent tight ends in the league, which really isn't many. So you're starting him. You already know that.
2: Yeah, Milano is really good against that ends though. So you know it might be a cooker is a Zay Jones. If he yeah, play.
1: but Evan Ingram doesn't really fit the mold of a true tight end, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean I'm, I assume no, you're gets absolutely right. Coverage, so.
2: Um, as far as the running backs go, uh, go back to the wall with James Cook. Last week, there was some weird 40% to 30% to 30% split there. James Cook's the start. He'll be perfectly fine. Expect to bounce back from him here. Jags are a tough matchup, though. And then we're starting Etienne. He's getting all of the work. So you're absolutely starting him. Neither is a great matchup, um, but you ride with him. Damian Harris is still fighting a neck injury, so keep an eye on that. If he does miss his cook probably could be a good daily start for you. Um, but yeah, start him. Sounds good. Uh Bills obviously you are starting digs coming off a of three touchdown performance. It was fun to watch. Uh and then Gabe Davis, he's kind t- of kind of touchdown or bust at this point, but at the same time he's getting touchdowns. So, I would just keep riding the wave. He does seem to like one there's one route a game that he's just beautifully run into the end zone for a touchdown. And it's just a matter of whether Josh Allen gets him the ball or not, and you're going to get some points off of that. But for the rest of the game, he doesn't really do a whole lot. On the Jag side of things, Christian Kirk is the number one on this team. Again, I don't know why, because you would think Calvin Ridley would have gotten that by now. But last week, Christian Kirk, 12 targets, Calvin Ridley, two. the hell are we doing, Trevor Lawrence? What are we doing? Like I don't know what to say
1: um at one point they were like halfway if not further through the first quarter and neither ridley or kirk had a target yet and they just kept talking about it they're like you got Ridley. you got you got kirk why are you not throwing it to him and then he threw a a nice ball to ridley and that was about all he did
2: well literally this offense makes you want to drive your head into a wall because they should be so much better than they are but look calvin ridley is not ever since the first game happened he's kind of like come back to earth, which I don't get because he should be getting six targets a game, whether he's open or not, just to kind of like see what happens. I think Calvin Ridley deserves that at this point in his career, but Christian Kirk is definitely the guy to play on this team. Calvin Ridley, he's a little bit touchdown or bust, but at the same time, he is always going to be um, a threat to be over a touchdown. So I hope. I'm going to interrupt you for just a second. Sure. Um, Go ahead. Missing the rest of the season, Jordan Boyer has the knee injury. Um, yep. I want to propose a fireball bet that Calvin Ridley has a better game than Christian Kirk. Sure. I'll take that. I mean, that could go. I hope, I hope I'm wrong because, honestly, Calvin Ridley should be the one on this team and Christian Kirk should be the two. But he's mm-hmm. treating Christian Kirk like the one ever since week two. And I don't know why. I mean, here we are.
1: Joe, I'll join you and mainly just because I want this to happen. Um, I'll bet you that Ridley does not get 80 yards.
2: Okay, I'll take both of you guys oh, on. I love so Ridley bad. this week. I just want Ridley to Ridley will be yards. in every one of my DraftKings lineups if I do I, I will every show. the problem is Trevor Lawrence does not. They are not sharing fish and chips on you know on their London Adventure. okay blind me. To,
1: to be fair, okay, I want to just break this down real quick. So Week one, played against Indy. Great <laughs> fucking game, Ridley. Breakout, we're like, yes, he's back. We're happy to see it. Then he goes against McDuffie KC. He's pretty much shadowed the whole time. Got a bunch of targets, just didn't catch anything. Then he goes against Houston's defense, which is fucking phenomenal. I mean, they're, they're just a Better than people think. around. And then Atlanta, I, I I don't know why, but Atlanta's defense is somehow good. I don't I mean, know if it's it the best game.
2: AJ, <laughs> AJ Terrell is good, but at the same time, Calvin yeah. Ridley, it's he's like one of those receivers like Stefan Diggs or something where – He should be better than that match. He should be featured
1: more. He should be featured more is what it comes down to. You should not ever see two targets. I'm okay if they throw eight times and he catches two balls for 30 yards. If they throw it to him twice, I'm pretty sure both in the first quarter, I don't want to see that. I want more. We
2: predicted this team could – well, I did at least. predicted this team could be like one of the top offensive in the league, maybe even number one. They're not going to get it playing like this and not going to play like it getting Calvin Ridley two targets in a game. It's just not going to happen. So – We spent too much time on this. Again, damn it. We're only on game two, but Bills win. I got Jacksonville finding themselves for the dub.
1: Sounds really sexual, and I didn't mean for it to.
2: I'm going to go Jacksonville. Let's do it. Let's get the dub. Get the home team a dub.
1: The home-ish team. Um, Okay, next game. Uh, This one's not one of the better ones. I'm sorry. There really is actually a bunch of weird, ugly matchups, and then there's some really cool ones. Uh, Houston versus Atlanta. So just all around sit and, or just drop Ritter. If you haven't already, I really hope you have. He is not it. In my opinion, maybe go stash Heineke, uh, in a deep league. Um, uh, maybe one day they'll realize that this just isn't it. it. It looks so fucking bad. And if London, the London game wasn't a wake up call for them, I don't know what it is. Now I've spent too much time talking about, uh, Ritter. Let's get into Kyle Pitts. Um, uh, is now currently being out targeted and outperformed by Johnny Smith. Uh, sit them both unless you just love pain. Uh, and then on the other side, it gets a lot, <laughs> a lot more, a lot more happy. Uh, CJ Stroud is that dude. Uh, we talked about him last week, and he is startable from here on out. i, I in, until he does bad. I'm not saying you should sit him. Um, and you more, most more than likely got him for free week one or two. Um, and the weapons that just continue to sprout up is amazing. Uh, and he's really finding them all, even finding Dalton Schultz last week, got a little bit of feature. Um, and I think he's really still a sit, unless you're desperate at the moment. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency in targets. Uh, he was a little touchdown dependent last week, but um, maybe against Atlanta, though, uh, the defense will I don't want to say shut them down, but make it, it more interesting and make uh, Stroud have to utilize this tight end a little bit more, but also tough against the tight end. So,
2: yeah. And Stroud absolutely is cooking. So if he keeps cooking, I mean, Bijan to the moon, either way. But the yeah, Texans yeah. have given up five touchdowns on the ground, and it's his backfield 100%. But if Stroud keeps cooking the way he is, Bijan could have an absolute monster game this week. Wrong team. And then it. What's up?
1: Wrong team. You said Stroud and Bijan together.
2: No, I know. But if Stroud keeps driving up the score, they're going to keep using Bijan.
1: And I mean, they have to use Bijan. That's the only player that's doing anything on their team.
2: No, no, I know it was the right team. I had the right talk. All
1: me. right, sorry, I, I guess my brain took it a different <laughs> route. Just so, a team
2: that is not allowed a touchdown to a running back this year is the Falcons. Um, Damian Pierce has been super underwhelming this year, but he's gotten any double digits last two games, so there's that. Uh, the workload's there. Uh, I think you're gonna have to use him this week, uh, but it's not looking great, especially now with them nursing a knee injury. Uh, I do think Pierce is a guy to buy low on, so get that deal done before Sunday. Schedule is going to lighten up, so I love getting Pierce start him, but really temper expectations for him this week,
1: yeah. And honestly, the thing about Pierce is last year we saw about two to five just 60 yard touchdowns, and they have played some doozies of rush defenses. I'm uh, not sure what happened against Indy, but you know, some of these other defenses are pretty tough against the run. Finally, got a really like full feature last week, which was really nice. And you'd think whenever they score, 25, 30 points that they would be, you know, utilizing Pierce more, but it's looked ugly on the yards per carry. I understand.
2: For sure. On to the wide receivers on the Falcon side, it's London and that's it. Um, There's nobody else has value on as a wide receiver on the team. London, his value is only because he's like actually a talented player, but he's playing with like literally a ball and chain around his ankle as he attempts to play, you know, and do his job, which is frustrating. Um, On the Houston side of things, uh, as Ruger says, I love Tank Dell, and I do too. He did not have a great game last week, but they also didn't need him against Pittsburgh. But Tank Dell should be at least a flex consideration for the rest of the season, and I would definitely have him as a, a option in this game. Um, and then Nico Collins. I mean, my God, guys, we he they have been molding him for this long, and he's finally coming out and being the wide receiver one that we all hoped he would be. It's this has been one of the best stories, I think, of the year secretly because not anybody's paying attention to the Texans just yet. But as soon as people catch up, Nico Collins being, you know, wide receiver one in fantasy right now as a number, I think he's wide receiver seven overall. But just uh, having that ability and on that their team, it's just so exciting. I'm really excited for the, the Texans' future because it's crazy.
1: Yeah. And not to mention, they're really slow rolling, mechie. They haven't even used Xavier Hutchins. Uh, Hutchinson and then they have Robert yeah. Woods who's getting the like occasional target here and there trickling in I'm pretty sure he caught a touchdown last week or something but at the same time like this team is really good and I I don't I think we thought this would be a year off but it's starting a lot faster than we were expecting
2: they're gonna win the south I mean they are Stroud hasn't thrown an interception yet I mean this this is insane a rookie QB does not play like this ever and no. he, here we are
1: 400 yards against Indy, 300 yards last week, two touchdowns the last three weeks. I mean, the numbers are just insane. And I, I always thought he was more of a mobile quarterback. I thought he'd run. He has looked so comfortable in the pocket. And, I mean, he'll scramble out a little bit, but he still goes and makes the throw. He's QB first. This is – no offense, Joe. I don't mean to, like, bring up the Bears again, but this is what Justin Fields needs to be or and has kind of turned into, but just not the accuracy level. So, somehow yeah. it just keeps getting CJ
2: worse. CJ right? better.
1: Yeah. Uh Houston wins. Uh yeah. as Ruguru says, F the Falcons. Uh I hate the Falcons. The I hate the Falcons. Appreciate the profanity.
2: The Falcons so much. No, fuck the Falcons. And okay. the Falcoholics, both of them.
1: Watch a profanity. Uh Ruguru's got a question. DJ Moore or Tank Dell.
2: It's still more. DJ Moore is the one. It's still yeah. more. It's still more. It, it if this uh question was like two weeks ago, I might be like, eh, maybe. But I think more, I think they've settled into figuring out how to use more better, so I think more is the option.
1: It was good to see more actually featured a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. All right. Oh, All right, anyway, on to the next one. I assume we all assume we're, we're good on Houston, right?
2: Yeah, we're good on Houston. Okay.
1: Carolina-Detroit. Uh, once again, not a most exciting game in the world. If you if you told me about this game two or last year or two years ago, I'd probably be like, Ugh, I don't even want to watch this, but Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions are rolling right now. Uh Goff is currently QB11 and personally can be a valuable bye week fill-in. Um, although he isn't getting the touchdown numbers, uh, and Carolina is surprisingly stout against the pass. Goff is going to have those days where he shines. And he just got a shiny toy back, and we will have more about that soon. But I'm I'm interested in starting Goff. I understand that the touchdowns aren't there, but you know that they're coming in. So uh Bryce Young and Damn it. He just intrigues me so much. Uh, He's not startable. Obviously Uh, he looks the part on certain plays. um, And without stepping on too many toes, I really like who he's getting involved with the game, but it's almost like get a receiver on that team. And we would have had like a completely different conversation. Um, But yeah, although Detroit is averaging 240 something yards through the air, uh, that is mostly because they're just scoring so many points. So do not think like, Oh yeah, maybe CJ Stroud, if you're in the bye week bowls and you have stroud as your backup it's probably not going to look pretty so if you have to start him you're going to probably be in for a bad day but hopefully somehow he does something uh and hayden hurst fell off a cliff uh after week one it hasn't been seen much since so don't worry about him and mr laporta is tight end two on the year and is a clear start week in and week out so do not worry about that good old rookie tight end as cute as tight end two. love to see it
2: yeah um I'm going to go out on a uh, not so big limb here and just David Montgomery is him, and then the Panthers are not him. So this should be a blowout and Montgomery to the moon. Gibbs' workload is super concerning, especially in a game that they will be playing with a lead. Maybe he gets garbage time, but they'll probably throw flipping Craig Reynolds in there for that one. Um, But Gibbs' role seems to be very specific. I do like the matchup, but Montgomery had more carries last week than Gibbs has had all year. So Josh was right about Montgomery. You're you're starting him. And then on the Panthers' side, Miles Sanders, uh, his groin injury appears to be a, a big problem. He averaged less than two yards per carry against the Vikings, who have a decent run defense, but nothing special. Uh, Chuba has looked really good all year. And I think we're slowly witnessing kind of a full on split coming to fruition. Obviously, um, we'll see once Sanders is fully healthy. Uh, but the lions have been pretty stingy, uh, on defense. So this is not the week to really play either one of these guys.
1: So th- back to Gibbs and I'm, I'm not victory lapping here. The thing about Gibbs and all the analysts are yelling, why are you not using Gibbs and you're using Montgomery? You want to know why? Because Montgomery's working. Like, why would you stop doing that? And obviously, there's a reason Gibbs isn't in on pass blocking uh, downs. Uh, Montgomery's doing the job. Yes, he got ran over one time. That will happen against Nick Bolton. Uh, But I actually, I just want to let you know, you should start Gibbs every week. He's a start in and out every week because, for one, he could break one. And two, he's still getting double digit points in PPR. I mean, you're you're not sitting Gibbs. Um, I understand maybe in a Carolina game, it's a little worrisome, but they play a, a team like dallas or something that they need to they need to get points fast and montgomery might be sitting on the bench a little bit left, a little bit more so uh do not give up hope on gibbs and quit saying that montgomery
2: is bad because he's clearly not i i hate the analysts that are like yelling that from the rooftops right now i mean he's he's got to be top five if he's on your team right now you have to view him as a top five running back until we see otherwise yeah 100 all right on to wide receivers um and as Ruru brings up amon or saint brown is a start if He plays. He was on the injury report today and did not practice. So that is something to be mindful of as you're setting your lineups going into Sunday. um, Because if they don't have him, golf is going to be a little bit more uncomfortable than he normally is. Uh, Jamison Williams, I'm going to go ahead and bet he's going to be back, but on a snap count. I'm not going to lie. I don't think he's going to be put out there in full force again. Last time Jamison Williams came back, they had him on a snap count. He caught one ball, 60 yards and a touchdown. That was it so i i'm imagining this week it's going to be something similar but it would be exciting to see him get out there and get a couple of targets at least um if none of them are able to go josh reynolds is your guy i think he is the wide receiver that you are going to want to play this week in a flex capacity um and i don't think you'll doubt i don't think you'll regret doing that so we'll we'll see how it goes but sun god be mindful of what his injury status is um, okay on and, the Panthers,
1: and- injury aside with sun god i just want to say he is putting up the most perfect performance whether he's getting a touchdown or 100 yards each game and that is just exactly what you want from a receiver and it's just it's just beautiful
2: really is beautiful sorry billy no you're fine he looks um, so mad right now. he looks so mad no um on to the the panthers wide receivers Adam Thielen is that guy. Look, this is what we were hoping when he came, when they signed him that Bryce Young was going to use him because he's actually a good wide receiver. And through the last couple of weeks, he's gotten a ton of targets and put up a ton of points. I hope this continues throughout the season. He is kind of an older wide receiver, so I'm concerned-ish about that, but I'm hoping for the best. And then the resurgence of Terrace Marshall. Last week, he well, he went off. I mean, in Terrace Marshall standards went off, mind you, but he went off and I'm hoping that is a uh, that's how they're going to use him going forward. Now, Mingo was hurt um, and somebody else I think was hurt. I think Chark may have only been playing a couple of snaps in. Or I don't know. I think there might have been some where he had to be thrust into a bigger role, but I'm hoping that means better things for Terrace Marshall.
1: No, Chark was out there the whole game and it
2: was just embarrassing. OK, well, fine, that. I think that team's just going to be weird. It this is, but somehow
1: dealing with his, like, 14, 8, 9 targets, it's just wild to yes. see, and he's doing so much with them. Like, when he catches the ball, it's 20 yards almost every time. It's
2: what It's what they should be doing with this team. Uh, Lions true. win, Panthers, woof. Yeah. Yep. You ain't wrong. Keep losing, Panthers. I love it. Give me that oh. number one, number two pick. I'm sure hey, you all use that draft pick correctly, Joe. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we, we will. Eight. Sure okay.
1: Back into brighter news. Just kidding. This game sucks too. Tennessee versus Indianapolis, uh, Derek Henry. And yes, I'm aware I'm talking about quarterbacks is the best quarterback on this team at the moment. And shouldn't he, should even be rostered, uh, comparatively to Dan T- Tannehill. I wish I could just put him in the QB slot instead of Tannehill, uh, get rid of him. get Tannehill the fuck away from your team. 32nd uh, quarterback. And I'm pretty sure like 37 quarterbacks have played. So, Uh, Wiley, uh, tight end, not, not a Conquo got the touchdown. So yeah, tight ends dead, uh, until we get a QB out here. Uh, as for Indy though, uh, a little bit more brighter, Richardson, uh, may possibly experience a dip here. Um, especially if Taylor does indeed return this week, touchdowns are completely saving him at the moment because the passing does not look great. Um, although there were a few drops by Pittman and a couple others that was also pretty embarrassing. It's almost like they just like don't connect, um, but fun thing is Tennessee is really good against the run, but they haven't faced a mobile quarterback yet, or at least a true mobile quarterback. So this should be really interesting. And you're definitely riding him if you have him until you see him fail. Cause at the moment he's getting 20 points a game. Uh, I think he's uh QB like three and fantasy points per game. And that's what matters. So put him in your lineup. Um, and then, yeah, until we figure out what's going on with this tight end room too. Uh, if you, if you find out actually, please let us know. Um, I, I don't even know maybe just throw a dart throw at one of the tight ends. I think like three of the four have had touchdowns already. And there obviously sits re- redraft from dynasty.
2: Uh, ugly team to talk those about. Those tight corner. ends confuse the shit out of me. Conquo should be the guy, but he's not. Yeah. Um, so King Henry's back. All hail King Henry. He He's back. Um. He'll do great. Uh, Tajay is getting receptions. I think he could be used in a bye week pinch. Um, Looks pretty good doing it. I don't know. Start Henry. We'll see about Tajay if you're in a bye week, maybe. Uh, To play or not to play, that is the question. Jonathan Taylor still doesn't want to play for the Colts. Shocker there. Uh, Moss will be the starter, I'm assuming. Um, But we know the Titans don't really give up anything on the ground. So praying that Zach Moss falls into the end zone is not the best way to spend a Sunday. If you have a better option, start them.
1: Hmm. Did Jonathan Taylor say
2: he didn't want to play? He practiced in full today, which is interesting. I know. He said he didn't want to play. So I we'll swear see. if he I swear if he plays for the Colts on Sunday, it was all for nothing. It was all for nothing. All of this last five months of bullshit was for nothing if he plays on Sunday. Because that will literally mean Jim Ursay got his way. Did yeah, he even get
1: nothing. a new contract or anything? No, like no, a year deal no, or anything. Just for four
2: weeks, and he caught well. He didn't cost himself money because he was on the IR, but still cost himself game checks, I think. But that's it, nothing. I don't think he got game all checks. He on Pup, but he will if he yeah, makes something, right? Yeah, no, he got he. I, I thought you said he was giving away money, by sitting out, so. He's getting paid, but I said this whole time, I don't know how Jonathan Taylor could afford to, I mean, I know he can technically afford it, but I don't know how he can afford to not do it. Not well, the real problem real.
1: is, is that I'm, I'm pretty sure if he forfeits this year, he still has that year or something along those lines yeah, too. He, I don't know. If, I'm if not he a doesn't play yet. this
2: season, he still has two years left that he could be tagged. I, what a mess. Um, he was a second happens. round pick, so they don't get the option. It's, it's a horrible situation. All the yeah. way around. It's, rough um anyway the wide receivers this will be quick Colts nothing dude they no not a soul on this team you're gonna start with Anthony Richardson until he figures out how to consistently pass the ball to his wide receivers I don't think you can even dart throw maybe Michael Pittman if you still have hope but it's the they're inaccurate I, I don't know I, like there's not much Michael Pittman can do yet I mean Pittman dropped a down.
1: 25 yarder
2: too uh so it's been pretty embarrassing it's just – it's I mean, it's had, tough. He had a good 9-8 eight, eight reception to start the season. Tennessee's back defensive backfield sucks. So, I like Pippen this week. Okay. If you want to trust Anthony Richardson, that is your – He's a unicorn. He's yourself. a Greek. And he is our savior. I love Anthony Richardson. Well, we'll see. On the Titans, Hopkins, obvious play. His target share hasn't gone down at all. Um, if Traylon Burks doesn't play, I haven't heard if he's playing or not this week. Uh, Westbrook and actually did look pretty good last week. Got a decent target share as well, so could be a good, decent fill-in for you if you need somebody in a pinch.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, man, this Tennessee receiving core is just ugly.
2: It's brutal. And why why did Hopkins go here again? Uh, never mind. I just, uh, there's a couple of like think We're gonna get to the other team later, where I don't know why this player went to that team, but Hopkins going to Colt or the Titans is one of them. Doesn't make any sense. This team sucks. Not going anywhere. They might make the playoffs as like a nine and eight team, and then they're going to get their doors blown off because Ryan Tannehill's garbage. I don't know.
1: At what point do you see if Levis or Malik Willis could do it?
2: I'm not saying they can, but it it scares me more that they haven't. It scares me more that they haven't already done it. Like that must, that has to be how bad they are in practice that they haven't even thought about it or given us uh, a glimpse that that could happen scary it's ugly trade daniel to the jets and move along with your life it's all true. right um it, tennessee wins question mark I, I don't know colts baby Flip a coin. <laughs> we're gonna go titans um, <laughs> right, i don't I, I
1: i don't care okay um all right let's get into uh yet another bad game although there is one exciting team in this one new york giants versus miami uh, so both teams are coming off a bad beat, one worse than the other, obviously. Um, Tua, you know you're starting week in and week out, especially against this defense. Uh, Jones is the exact opposite. You are not playing. Him. Although, I do, I went through a whole thing. He's a super intriguing start this week, uh, and I do not suggest anyone does it. But if there was a week, this would probably be it somehow. Uh, so maybe have fun with him in a daily lineup for a really cheap, like 30 cents or something, uh, just for a fun breakout lineup. But otherwise, anyway, back to real life. Uh, Waller came out and said that they should be better um, and a little bit more in a press conference. So I assume they will feature him uh, uh, pretty fast this week. Uh, Usually when that happens, uh, and he really doesn't have a better option. So let's just hope for the breakout for Waller. And you probably don't have a better option. So go ahead and put him in. And on Miami, uh, it does appear that Smythe is a guy. And tight ends have had some pretty big plays against the Giants secondary lately. So. Another desperate fill-in. Honestly, I don't even think it's desperate because the tight end scape is just abysmal uh, at this point. So, yeah, put him in.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, if Saquon is back, you play him. Still still not 100% here. That high ankle, I don't even know if he plays this week. He needs to if they plan on turning this around. But Miami hasn't given up a ton of receptions this year. But um, if he does play, they're absolutely going to need him to catch the ball to keep up with Miami. Uh, if Saquon is out, you're not starting any running back on the Giants. That one's easy. Um, the hard one and the fun one, Miami is really fun. Uh, A chain played 60% of the snaps to Mostert's 40 last week. And to add even more madness, Jeff Wilson could theoretically come back this week. Uh, either way, A-Chain has to be viewed as an RB1 at this point. He is the only Miami running back I'm interested in starting. And uh, you know, Mostert could have a solid game, but after nine carries last week, I don't trust it. Uh, if Miami gets a big lead, I assume it would be Mostert carrying the workload, but I don't know. I, I would just say start A-Chain set Mostert. What's crazy is I do think selling Mostert – you can't – the window's closed to sell Mostert at his highest value, but I, I think selling Mostert is the way to go, even if he, if he had, eventually has another pop-off week, because I think this is a chance team, and I, I think we're going to just see that going forward yeah it's a chain
1: though right no they he changed it's it a to Chan. a now i know but it's but it's a chain though right i like a chain man it's such a yeah. great name he actually said that's how he wanted to be called it in college or something like that and then he changed it
2: to a chin well i i actually watched texas saying in broadcast just to figure out how to say his name when i was doing the college podcast because i was like i don't want to say this name and they said a chain so that's what i always said and then now it's a chain and i just everything I thought was a lie basically. That'll
1: happen. Um, will. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and stay. Oh, well, sorry. We can talk about the receivers, I guess.
2: Well, I mean, there's not much to talk about here. Uh, the Fair Giants, enough. nothing. No one. Uh, Dolphins, obviously, Hill. And I'm starting to get a smidge concerned about Waddle. We're not fully there yet because it was one week back from injury. I'm just slightly concerned. The target share is Hill and then the next batch is a little muddled, more than I like it to be. But we'll see. Waddle was coming back from an injury.
1: Berrios, did
2: you start him? Very concerned about Waddle right now. So I, many don't, people I don't have, have him to start yet, but at the same time, like, it, you know. It I is, is only Tyreek you know? at this point. Okay. I, I I can't bring myself to say it, but, I mean, at the same time, you know, don't blame anybody who else does.
1: Until Waddle gets those 12 targets again, you know
2: for sure. roo says, please let Jalen Phillips play. Please. Yes. My ADP lineups are depending on it. So, Dolphins? Yeah. Dolphins. This is my survivor pool pick, so I'm very hoping that the Dolphins don't choke. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough bet, though. all
1: right um uh, another just barn burner here we got new orleans versus new england um and mac jones is still a nope you don't start him here uh after that abysmal performance last week i guess he's still rosterable as a backup but at this point uh even though the the rumors have said it's not going to happen uh zappy might be coming in uh full time sooner rather than later so uh let's hope he turns it around but you're not hoping in your starting lineup The fan
2: base is out on him man i've been listening to some boston podcasts they're done they're ready to see zappy in there i would be too i mean it's just it's bad
1: after week one too like they started out so hot and gone um and as for Carr, he's also a sit uh he probably should have actually sat out the game last week uh if he didn't do new orleans any favors and yeah i just i mean it's not better with Jameis, so i can't really say much but yeah i'm Olave with one catch uh, is the most ugly thing in the world. Uh, tight end wise, Hunter Henry tight end five this year. Uh, it was not on my bingo card personally, but uh, should be started from here on out. Farrell Brown and Giseki will definitely still poach some from Henry, uh, but I think he's currently getting enough right now, at least to be a mid range scorer. Uh, and once again, tight end gate's dead. So uh, and then four tight ends in New Orleans, and they are an No for me. Sorry, Guru Uh Taysom's always a wild card if you want to roll the dice and play some craps at the casino. I get it, but uh, just to let everyone know, you will probably not ever guess the right number. So
2: it's not like t- there's twelve numbers that I could roll; it's hundreds. True. Dude. <clears throat> Taysom Mill has to be the most annoying person to roster in the NFL. Oh Dude. yeah, I don't want to drop him in this dynasty league. I need a tight end anyway. It's crazy.
1: You know he's going to cook one of these weeks and then everyone's going to do the waiver wire thing for him again and then they're going to put him in the next week and then he might do something and then people are
2: going to do it again and it's just going to be a whole annoying thing. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the bye week where I have to start him and it all works out. Ruru says Nola Media is cooking the Saints this week, as they probably should. They should play Jameis, dude. I don't understand. I mean, At least the offense runs through Jameis. He's going to turn the ball over, but Derek Carr... Okay, before I get into this, 13 receptions for 33 effing yards might be the wildest set I've ever seen. So that tells you everything you need to know about Derek Carr. The good news is that Kamara was heavily involved and is an oasis in the running back desert at the moment. So start him against the Pats. I do think Belichick's going to focus on him, so... Temper expectations there. Um, another team that has yet to give up a touchdown to a running back is the Saints. I do not like Stevenson or Zeke this week. Stevenson also just popped up today on the injury report with a thigh injury, limited at in practice. Um, he's getting the workload. Stevenson is doing the work, getting the workload, but nothing's happening. Uh, the schedule has been horrible for him and will be horrible for him, but he is a super solid playoff schedule. So if you're four and zero or three and one, it would be a pretty solid move to try to acquire Ramondre Stevenson. I was just so wrong about the Patriots this year. I really thought their offense was going to be better than this, and Bill O'Brien is just not a good offensive coordinator. I thought he was going to be so much better. Which it's partially quarterback problem, but I mean the running yeah. game isn't isn't good either. So O line's not good. Like there's just there's not a lot good going on about the Patriots this year. It sucks. Well, you,
1: you got to have at least solid or at least decent QB play to have a good running back.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean. Well, on the, speaking of that wide receiver wise, no Patriots do not put a Patriot in your lineup. Um, I don't care that Juju is getting a decent target share. They're so inaccurate that they might as well not even be counted as targets. Honestly, um, the Saints side of things. Michael Thomas still putting up – I mean, it's not blowing your socks off, but it's still a decent amount to where you can roster him, especially in PPR leagues. Um, And then Olave is sadly a boomer bust player at this point, but that's the spot we're in, and that sucks because Chris Olave is not a boomer bust wide receiver, but he is now. Get a quarterback. He wouldn't be with Jameis. Sorry, Rugeru. Yeah, I hate Don't love it.
1: And to end it, this game's going to end 10-6. Who do you think's going to have the 10-6, to says Ru Saints.
2: I, I hate to I go against Patriots. Me. Yeah, well, I got How are the Patriots, I mean, well. Patriots going to score? Like, I mean, if Zappi was in the game, I'd be like, okay, maybe. Defensively? Yeah, right.
1: Defensive <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> and a bunch of but, three field goals. But Judon's <laughs> hurt.
2: But Judon's and that was hurt. Sad. So, like, and Christian Gonzalez is out. So it's like even that, the defense is taking a beating. Ah oh, shit, we should touch uh, on just, that the IP pod. So bad, bad run of it. Yeah. Well, okay, Josh, sorry about oh, this thank game. You are bringing the mood down, Joe or Josh. Yeah. All let's right. Well, here, let's get into a. Wait, sort what's of... our call on this one? We, we want Patriots or Saints? We want Patriots. We want Patriots. Patriots. We need pick right. The majority there. I did but...
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then this, this one should be a good game, but it probably won't be. Uh, Baltimore versus Pitt um after one good week for Kenny Pickett came crashing back down to earth one fantasy point and a knee injury to boot um so we might see good old Mitch Trubisky in this one uh but you're sitting good both of them Biscuit. biscuit yeah boy. yeah I, I don't I don't know how he didn't come back in I think Kenny Pickett actually finished the game with the knee injury too which was weird um but Lamar on the other hand had himself a day with four touchdowns most of his points on the ground uh and you already know what to do with him and Mark Andrews so you're starting them both and as for tight ends for Pittsburgh, uh, Freemuth is out indefinitely at the moment uh, with a hamstring injury. And it's not like he was playing anyway, but uh, it bodes poorly for everyone. Uh, and the Pittsburgh tight ends is a start as a sit as well. So.
2: This Ugly. This one isn't
1: fun either. I'm sorry.
2: No, it's not. Um, 50-50 is not a number you want to hear against the defense. So that has given up zero rushing touchdowns all year. Um, Najee did show a promising performance last week, averaging over five yards per carry. Uh, if Biscuit does play a quarterback, they may have to lean on these running backs. Um, Warren's probably the play if the Steelers are playing from behind. Uh, feels to me like a Najee game, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel super confidently either way. Sardom if you need to, but if you have other options, uh, fire them up. The Steelers, on the other hand, are giving up yards in abundance to backs this year, Uh, but then the Ravens' backfield is also a revolving door from hell. Gus is getting most of the work, but they are clearly trying to get Melvin Gordon more involved, and it really wouldn't shock me to see him have a great game this week. Uh, I would prefer to avoid them, but Gus is an RB3 and Gordon is a deep league flex play. is fine with me. Good call, I think. Um, wide receiver wise, Steelers. I'm just putting down Pickens for now, not knowing who the quarterback's gonna be. I think if it's Biscuit, there might be a couple other options that could open up. Um, but you didn't play with Allen Robinson, I know. Well, yeah, there's always exactly <laughs> oh, well. I'm Like, I don't you didn't play uh, well with him, yeah. You know, you played pretty you know, good. Like, Allen Robinson is probably like shaking his fist in the sky, like, God damn it, here I go again, but like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> But, like, it could open up a little bit more. But for now, I'm just going with Pickens because he is the best wide receiver on the team, best weapon on the team. So we're going to go with that. On the Ravens side of the ball, Zay Flowers is still a start. I have him starting every week. Um, But OBJ and Bateman are back practicing. They should play on Sunday. I don't trust them. Do not trust them at all. I don't think one of the two of them are not finishing the game out. That's just how their injury history goes and it just kind of is how the the Ravens wide receivers go so I personally would only start Zay Flowers not with confidence or anything but like just somebody I know who's actually going to finish the game this offense is looks no different than it has ever with Lamar Jackson I know when they brought in uh dude from Georgia they were like this offense is going to be a spread out offense and they're going to throw the ball a hundred times and He's going to get 4,000 passing. No, no, it's all, no, none of that's happening. This offense is still gross. They don't use any of the wide receivers, they just throw it to Mark Andrews and then Lamar runs. It's what it's always been with the Ravens, and we're doing it again. So, no, I don't trust any wide receiver.
1: Same thing.
2: He looks good Lamar, it. I mean, Lamar wanted them to bring in OBJ and then he wouldn't throw him the ball. Like I, <laughs> well, you just want him to be friends. You just he's want like, to hang out with him. Yeah. Like he's like a safety blanket out there on the field where he's like, I see him. He, I, I can I can see him, so I I can play I can play good. Um, but it's just oh joke. Oh yes, Russa is a Todd Duncan Munkin, and that's exactly what it is. It's Todd Munkin. He's a joke, and he was a joke at Georgia too. They just happened to have a decent team at the time. Joke.
1: Yeah, Baltimore wins.
2: What's up, Fortune? Fortune Football says, what's what's up? What's good, boys? I already talked
1: about the Steelers. Sorry, man. Welcome in,
2: Fortune. And Ravens win. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 100%. When, just because I don't trust, I definitely don't trust Biscuit in the spot yeah all right
1: now into the actual worst game i I know uh you know never mind we got one more that's gonna be worse all right cincinnati versus arizona uh joe burrow has not looked great this season uh is there a comeback in sight if there was it should be against the cardinals uh they've allowed 284 average passing yards last three weeks uh does the comeback start now more than likely you picked up a fill-in for burrow and unless it was baker mayfield you should probably leave them playing for now and leave burrow on the bench and see what happens um, along with the Bengals tight ends who have just basically not existed. Um, Ir- Irv Smith, I was hoping, uh, I know he got injured too, so it's not like his fault, but it's, it's, it's rough. Uh, and to clear this up for, um, Carol, or Arizona, it's a, uh, it's a clear sit on Dobbs, unless you truly believe, uh, I understand that there are points out there to be had. I just don't know why you'd want to put yourself through that. Uh, and Ertz is obviously startable and has had just a resurgence this year. One bad game, uh, three great games, or I should say, good games at the very least.
2: Yeah, Dobbs in a super flex ain't the worst option, but uh, in a super flex, man. But that's I'm, I, I'm just I, no. I get what you're saying. I just want to throw it out there. Um, running backs. Uh, Connor's good to go against the Bengals. Start him. Um, Amari Demercardo has taken over the RB two role from Keontae Ingram, who is also hurt. Uh, just a note there. Fish market. Start, Love start it. him at all uh mixing gets a really solid matchup this week we just need to pray that the Bengals figure their shit out uh so start mixing start counting you want to hear something funny about amari DeMarcado? um so he Preach. was the wide or the he was the running back three at tcu um obviously kendra was on top zach evans who's with the rams now was second and then amari DeMarcado was number three I actually cannot believe that Amari DiMarcato and Kendra Miller ended up being the two most useful running backs. And Zach Evans, who everybody wanted to preach as one of the best running backs in the class, hasn't even touched the field yet. Just embarrassing.
1: Also, DiMarcato, that literally means the fish market, right? Or am I tripping? I think so.
2: Yeah. Got a lot of fish talk on this pod. A lot of fish talk on
1: this pod. Um, uh, Fortune clears it up for me. Josh Dobbs over Joe Burrow. Yes, but please don't do it if you have
2: to. Sad. Um, all right. Cardinals wide receivers. Hollywood is back. Josh Dobbs and him seem to have a really good connection. That is putting up fantasy points. And then Michael Wilson, the rookie who we all kind of thought was, was going to be a guy this season, loved his size, knew he was going to get on the field eventually, and he's been showing out this first couple weeks. I'm really interested to see what happens when Kyler comes back, if he comes back. Um, but I think it can only mean that these two could be potentially – Great wide receiver options down the stretch. They're always going to be throwing because they're always going to be down. So I think these points could start racking up. On the Bengals' side, boys, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. That is what our guy Jamar Chase said in the post-game of uh, last week's uh, loss. And, guys, I, I mean, he's not wrong. He is always open. And he is starting to get frustrated with his good pal Joe Burrow. Uh, T Higgins is out now. So I would not suggest any of these guys that are going to replace him be a person that you add into your lineup right away. I just wouldn't do it until we at least see who's going to be probably going to be a popular waiver, wire target, whoever that guy is coming back. But Jamar Chase, throw him the ball. He should be getting 20 targets. He should be getting Devontae Adams uh, type shit going on out there. And that's that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean,
1: you have to assume it's uh, going to be Tyler Boyd, but Iosevis, I uh, don't know how to pronounce his name. Please, Bomber, yeah. correct me Easevis. later. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, got a chance, right? I mean, you never know with a rook.
2: I like that kid. From He's from Princeton. He was really good at Senior Bowl. So, I mean, honestly, the craziest thing is it was Iosevis. I, I, I don't know how to say his name. Iosevis and then Puka Nakua, who were, like, really good at the Senior Bowl. And Puka, see what Puka Nakua can do. Let's see what this can do because that would be really okay. fun.
1: The that name that can be
2: pronounced looked really good in the preseason. Yeah, that's true. Fortune says y'all think Burrow is going to be benched this year. I think they may have to eventually do it for his own good because he's playing through injury, and we have a really well. good history. We have a history in this league of players that are playing they play through injury just to kind of push it, that end up like it ruins their entire career. So I really hope that they eventually talk some sense in him to sit him down. Um, or maybe he talks some sense into whoever's trying to force him to play, but probably need to think about his long-term future and not just this season, which might already be, you know, out.
1: I mean, my he issue with Burrow, is best he's felt, man. I was gonna say my issue with Burrow is he doesn't need he doesn't need to scramble. He doesn't need to scramble, just get rid of the ball faster. Do change the playbook around this. Like you don't need Joe Burrow to scramble, get out of the pocket. Take the sack or fucking throw the ball away hand the ball off, have a check down. Like I, I don't get it. Like I don't, I haven't actually watched the last two Cincy games, unfortunately, because they were at times where I wasn't able to, but it's I'm brutal. glad I didn't. I'm it's glad brutal. I didn't. They're awful.
2: It's, it's bad. bad. It, it it It's not like one of those things where, you know, it's just, oh, there's all these circumstances. It's, it's just him. I, I don't know what else to say that old line's not playing bad either. So.
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's in his head. But I mean, the good news is they got a bye in two weeks. So whether he plays through that, at least he gets one one week off to hopefully like figure it the fuck out because it's really embarrassing. I really thought Cincinnati was the number one seed in the AFC, and it's clearly not that right now.
2: That's two Cardinals win.
1: I'm going to go with Cincy. This is the resurgence of Joe, and he, he actually looks decent, but not fantasy relevant. Please still don't start him if you have a better option.
2: I'm going to go with Cincy, too.
1: Yeah, Arizona is just one of those bad luck teams. They play a good game, but it never works out. All right, on to the actual worst game. I don't know how quite it gets better. I think literally the last eight games is great, or however many we have left. New York Jets versus Denver. Uh, Zach Wilson played a good game last week. Should be poised to have another good one with the Denver Broncos defense. You play everyone you want against them, but you don't actually want to start Zach Wilson. Uh, Conklin is no more than a tight end flex from week to week. Uh, once again, understandable if you have injuries or bye weeks. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, it's sad no matter how bad they play, he's actually somehow startable. He's QB six on the year, and it really just feels dirty, but it's actually working out well for those who starting him. Um, as f- for the tight end, uh sit Troutman for now. He hasn't shown anything in the three weeks with Dolchich out. But guess what? Dolchich is coming back next week, and he should be on your bench this week before the waiver wire goes off. So wait till you have an IR eligible. Whatever you got to do, get Dolchich on your bench this week if you're in desperate need of tight ends.
2: It's a good pickup, man. That's good advice.
1: Just trying to help it out before, before everyone goes, hey, guys, I don't know if you know, but Dolce is just coming back next week.
2: Or they'll say it in three weeks after he has a four-touchdown game. <laughs> um, So Brees is finally free from his snap count. Hallelujah. And he's got to be quite pissed off with the lack of usage. He is going to unleash holy hell on the Broncos this week. Sorry, Bomber. Um, I'm quite excited to see it. Uh, now would be a great time to acquire Brees. Uh, you will not be able to after this week. So let some trades out. Uh, Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook are essentially splitting whatever Brees does not get. So they are not in a starting conversation at all. Uh, we got Javante dealing with a hip flexor uh, that shouldn't keep him out long, but apparently has a quad injury along with that as well. Uh, He may even play this week, uh, so we'll have to see what's going on there. The Jets are giving up a fair amount of yards, but not many touchdowns. If he does play, I am worried about his snap share because the hip injuries are no joke. Uh, If he is out, P. Ryan was likely available um, on waivers and could be a solid start. Not a ton of upside, though. Jaleel McLaughlin looks great, and I think he starts to eat McLaughlin. Into Piran's work, um, even if Javante plays, I think McLaughlin's going to see more and more throughout the season. So roster him at
1: least. the angels,
2: I love it. Sarah's
1: Sarah's son. <laughs>
2: son, uh, fortune says this is either going to be a shootout or an interception fest. Yeah, that is no joke uh michael t on youtube says what up fellas should i deal nico collins and brian robinson for lamb i've got kyron williams mostert and gibbs for running backs chase olave and puka at wide receiver
1: uh you don't really need to if you have olave chase and puka unless you can start four wide receivers
2: i think when cub comes back lamb's gonna slide right in there i would keep nico I think yeah, it's gonna be in for a hell of a season. I would try I would honestly Olave would probably be the one I would be trying to float out there right now. Yeah, yeah would, I, I would keep Robinson with your running backs.
1: Yeah, I was sure. gonna say I with your with your bench, your wide receivers are fine. I understand Chase and Olave didn't perform last week. Puka might see a dip. Um, but yeah, either Puka or Olave could be in that trade and then maybe keep Brian Robinson and put Mostert in there. Do Especially Olave. This is-
2: especially if this is dynasty, like Stroud is literally a rookie. So they're going to be able to pay Nico Collins a fat contract. If they continue this chemistry through the whole year, Nico Collins could end up being a good top 10 ish wide receiver for the next three or four years. Now, after this, now, if it's season long, I still think it's Nico Collins because Stroud looks like, the goat. I don't know what happened to let go of Nico right now. Michael, I hate, I hit him with the rebuttal of Puka and Moser for Lamb, and see what happens. I, I would suggest that because I think you're going to get more out of Nico than you're going to get out of Lamb this season. Just that—that's just my gut call. I just flipped, weird to say. Can't we're
1: here. <laughs> I, I just like Puka and um, uh, Mr. Roshan for Lamb. So I think the Puka—I mean, maybe this person will be a little bit more understanding about Cup coming back, but. Tuka could still have a huge role even with Cup, so
2: for sure. Um, On to the wide receivers for the Jets and Denver uh, Jets. Obviously, Garrett Wilson. I, I two two weeks ago I said Garrett Wilson sit him. Now I'm back because Garrett, you know Zach Wilson has decided that I'm just going to throw almost every ball to Garrett Wilson and just see what happens, which is what he should have should be doing the entire time. Um, and 100%. then I also kind of like Alan Lazard. He's a little touchdown dependent, but I'm, I'm liking in this kind of a game with Denver where it could be a shootout. maybe throw Lazard in your lineup as a flex spot. Denver, Sutton, Judy, and Mims, because that one Mims play, you're going to regret having him on your bench, but it's going to be beautiful when he catches a 45-yard touchdown. Um, but Sutton and Judy are getting solid target shares, and I expect them to – one of the two of them is going to do well every week. And probably gonna be good for your lineup.
1: Yeah, I was saying Mims is just only getting better, just needs yep. a little bit more targets. But you know, those deep balls are fun. Um I got the Broncos winning, I guess, just because
2: I'm going I'm to contra- I'm going yeah, okay, good. I'm going jets too, because I actually think defense wins this wins the day on this one. I hope Zach Wilson uses what he did in this last game as like a springboard into his future. I guess I
1: just have a lot of Broncos players, so I'm I'm trying to speak it into existence.
2: And I know no quarterbacks are listening to this podcast, but every like semi bad quarterback out there, just throw it to your top wide receiver 15 times a game. Um, literally that's what Derek Carr did with Devonte Adams last year. And their offense was actually pretty good. And I think if, if players did that, that would make a whole more, bunch more sense wish- than just throwing it to whoever, uh, off the bench. I don't think that makes a whole lot I hope of sense. Derek Carr's listening, man. Throw it to Olave, dude. Well, I kind of hope Baker was listening, but this year he's actually been doing what he's supposed to do, throwing it to Mike Evans. So, um, that's kind of... I hate it, but it's fine. Is let's, what it is. let's answer some questions and then talk about some happier football games please yeah For i got, sure. we got I good know. ones
1: coming up i promise
2: fortune says in the youtube chat i am a super deep league. do i start Mims or lazard funny those guys are the guys you're talking about right now i feel better about Mims, but
1: they're both I the can. same though like it's I, like they both
2: have the same exact um do you think certain follows wilson he lazard yes did. yeah but could I start be. Mims I personally, think, just in hope for the I big think one. Sauce covers Sutton or Judy, and so Mims is going to be, you know, he's going to get that one Running big free. play. Yeah, I'd probably I would, go Mims personally. I would. I mean, I would say Lizard's the two. and All right, break the, the tie. I, I would go Lizard, but I said Mims. Not I'm confident already. about that.
1: I just All think right. that the big play is what breaks this game open, and Mims could do it.
2: Mims it is. Rougarou says Marvin Mims or it's, Michael Pittman Jr. It's, it's Pittman. It's He's Pittman. getting the targets. Mims and Lazard are getting yeah. the same amount of targets.
1: Pittman's getting eight targets. It's just they suck. I mean.
2: I think you have a higher ceiling with Mims, but the floor is Pittman. Yeah.
1: All right. On to a happy game. Uh, Philadelphia Yay. versus Los Angeles Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts finally had a great game and found a bit of a groove. He is, of course, startable in all formats, week in, week in, out. Uh, in case you're wondering. And Goddard is unfortunately not. Uh, and you're more than likely going to have to start him, uh, but the targets just weren't there last week either. in a game that they were actually forced to throw. Uh, Washington is good against the tight end, but it just sucks. Um, hopefully, Hoping for a resurgence soon because you're more than likely starting him, and Philly is working out kinks in its new offensive playbook, so hope for the best here. Stafford, on the other hand, has been playing great, but having the to- touchdowns poached from him by a man named someone that we'll talk about shortly. I hate stepping on toes. I hate going first. And the only quarterback that hasn't had success against the Eagles so far is Baker at the moment. So Stafford can be played, and you're just hoping that the touchdowns come through the air instead of on the ground. And Higby, who is dealing with a thumb injury, if healthy, should be in your lineup with two straight good fantasy weeks, Um, although those numbers may dwindle with the return of the
2: king. Hell yeah. Yeah, 15 and a half over under, I think uh, Stafford is absolutely a play here. Uh, But running backs, Kyron Williams, top three in snap share among running backs. So the volume volume is king with him and he needs to be viewed as a top option going forward. Uh, Eagles are giving up 14 PPR points per game to the entire position. Assuming we see Ronnie rivers get a few carries. There isn't much ground promise here, but Kyron Williams was targeted 17 times in weeks two and three uh, when they were playing from behind so i think williams gets some work done through the air on this one uh the rams are also a difficult matchup the only running back to crack 100 total yards against them was the great christian mccaffrey um so it's swift's backfield to lose you're absolutely sorry deandre swift he looks like what we've always wanted him to look like so, so. for sure um On to the wide receivers, Philly. Obviously, you're starting A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Those are the only two options right now. And as for the Rams, obviously, Cooper Cup is back. I would love some clarity on exactly how much he's going to be used in the offense. I know Sean McVay doesn't do that whole thing, but it would be nice to know if he's going to be on a snap count or not this uh, coming Sunday. Um, I think Puka Nakua is for sure a start. I think he's going to be fine. He's going to ride the storm. That's not going to – I don't think Cup's going to steal from Puka Nakua's plate. I think the 2-2 Atwell 9 target performance last week, that's where the targets are going to be coming from, and then Higby might lose a couple as well. I think it's going to be the Cup and Nakua show, which I'm sure we can come up with a fun name because it's like, you know, Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup. They both kind of have the same letters in their name. Um, but we'll see what happens this first game. Um, I might be a little step brother-ish um, and we'll have to see how it goes. First game
1: is cut back this week. Asks fortune football. And honestly, probably he's practicing,
2: practicing. He's he's practicing. And that is a great sign. He was activated. And, but we don't, he's not like, we don't know, but he's supposed to be back this week. We'll see what yeah. happens.
1: I think regardless, you play Puka. I mean, kind of have to,
2: well, Puka for sure is in. It's, it would be a matter of like two two Atwell, which I don't think you do.
1: No, I think two two is the one who gets booted for now, even though it should be Van Jefferson. But
2: um Watch you Rams be win- a Van Jefferson game out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Rams win this game. Eagles. Uh Philly wins this game. Sorry, I have to do it. Yeah, you sure do. All right.
1: All right. And then another good game. Let's 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 bring it back to another fun game. Uh, This one should be an actual shootout. Uh, KC versus Minnesota, quarterbacks and tight ends. Um, I'm guessing you're going to want to go ahead and start Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Uh, US Weekly says that he's a good tight end. And Mahomes, even though he didn't have a good week last week, should feast against the Vikings, sure to be dead last pass defense at the end of the year. And this is really easy just all around because Hawkinson and Cousins are both starts as well. So I don't have anything for you other than the fact that you already know that you're starting off four of those people. So.
2: Yeah. Don't, to, don't to go into that one too much. Um, Madison, him. Uh, uh, he should be heavily involved this in the air, at least, this week against the Chiefs. Uh, Akers' presence has made Ty Chandler useless, um, but he did average eight yards per carry last week. Madison also had a good game, so Madison held him back for at least another week here. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of Alexander Madison, so keep it up. And then Pacheco is on a roll, and that should continue against the Vikings. They're surprisingly good against the run, though. So do with that what you will. Pacheco runs like I don't even know what you want to compare him to. Um Mac Truck is overused. He's he's a scary dude. So just keep playing Pacheco. Joe, I appreciate that you keep trying to make fetch happen with uh Alexander Madison. <laughs> it's just so funny. I'm not gonna
1: lie to you. I'm actually shocked at how well he's done since Akers arrived. I think that's what he needed from the get-go as a competition. He didn't have that whenever they let Cook go. He was like, yeah, it's mine. I got this. I've been doing it for years when Cook's gone. And then I think that fire got lit when Akers got triggered. I
2: I guess. I I still see the same exact person that he's always been. Like, I I don't think anything's really changed. He's not going to break a big big runoff. It's going to be, you know, four or five yards carry, not not getting no hundred yards, nothing, nothing special. I, I don't. I know. appreciate that you try to keep making Cam Akers a thing, Billy. I'm not trying to be oh, Cam dude, Akers a thing. It's, oh, it's like the battle of the fucking shit. I think they both suck. Um, they're both dog <laughs> shit. That's why they're both in this position. Like that's the thing. I I've admitted mine. Joe keeps trying to make. Madison seemed better than he is. He
1: has done good the he's last two weeks. Real he's startable solid. at the moment. Yeah,
2: I'm sorry. I, I have a top have to 15 guy, guy right
1: now. All right, let's calm down. He's not actually, is he? <laughs> I mean, he actually is. Oh, <laughs> ew. I hate he that for everyone. Well, he gets
2: go. 30 carries and gets about 80 yards off of it. Unless so he's had his 20, That's 20 like, what, carries. Uh, That's
1: great. But no, I mean, Honestly, the last two weeks has been solid for him. I mean, I'm not I'm not against starting Madison, especially against KC defense. Uh this game's gonna be close, or at least you know everybody's gonna be going for points the whole game. So um really
2: receiver to start. Okay. Um, a little <laughs> Sorry, known Josh, guy, I mean, probably I mean, haven't anything. heard of him. His name is Justin Jefferson. Start him. Um, Addison, very strange game last week. Zero receptions, zero yards. I think this is a nice bounce back spot for him, but a very suspicious game, and I'm sure people were pissed. Um, on the Chiefs side, guys, don't. There's no one to start. Guess who the leading receiver on this team is? I'll give you two guesses.
1: is it a Rice? Or is rice. it targets?
2: That is not right, Joe. Josh, who do you got? Who do you think the top receiver is on the uh, Chiefs? Right? Travis Kelsey. That is also wrong. It is Justin Watson with 163 uh, yards. Oh, you're
1: talking about yards? I thought we were talking about targets. It is actually technically Rashi Rice for targets, but um, yes, Watson, because okay. he no, catches 30 Targets balls,
2: don't but... lead to receptions. I mean, targets don't actually like get you points, unfortunately. So, there's no one to start on this team because you never know who it's going to be. It's a different person every week. So uh, I'm not... If you had it's to start be a shootout. It's
1: Washi... If sure. you had to start when it's throw, Rashi...
2: Throw Rice out there... Um,
1: I'm, I'm sure I personally nice agree with you. MBS I agree game. with
2: you. Stop yelling at me. Goddamn. No, I'm just saying. like. He's I, an angry L. He can be anybody. All right, I'm trying well, to preview wide receivers, and y'all are telling them people to start Rasheed Rice. I said he if you had, had two had to. touchdowns against the Bears that got called back. It's true. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, Fortune Football says Sky Moore is the best. That and was I'm a great starter
2: for you, I guess, that week.
1: All right, anyway, on I to probably is the
2: best in Who wins we'll this game? Know. The Chiefs, honestly. The yeah, Vikings I got, suck. I got the
1: Vikings finally getting their first win what? against the Chiefs this week. 100% Fireball what bet and everything. are you
2: all watching? Who are you watching the Vikings the are bad. They barely yeah. beat the the Carolina Panthers. They struggled against the Carolina Panthers last week. The worst we team. They in the got yeah, that first really win um, under their belt, man. Yeah, are- <laughs> our... <laughs> honestly I just, the vikings the vikings bears and panthers are all in the same room sucking at the same time that is i got a hunch okay
1: are. i got a hunch that, that the, the chiefs take the l here because they get a little too confident and jefferson goes for like 300 this yards is a taylor so swift do.
2: thing i guarantee you, taylor's no. the curse of
1: taylor swift the curse of exactly. taylor swift starts today it's two
2: and over oh right now well the vikings are kelsey and
1: taylor swift playing. break up 19. before this game and then the curse of Taylor Swift happens that And happens. Just never win a game. All right. I'm just kidding. All right. Out of the other good game, there's, there's three in a row at least. So we got some fun stuff to talk about Dallas at San Francisco. Uh, so I'm personally starting to think that Dallas's defense is really bailing out Dak Prescott. Uh, and yeah, I'm starting to get, I'm getting real nervous about him starting against the 49ers defense this week. And I personally think mm-hmm. if you have a better option, you should definitely go with that. Um, but also, on the other hand, Brock Purdy might struggle against the Cowboys defense because theirs is no joke either. It's like one and two right now of fantasy points, I should say, because it's like touchdowns and stuff. And most of these are, you know, fluke like the Van Jefferson or not Van Jefferson, uh, uh, Landon, Landon, uh, uh, Vanderash, Jesus Christ. Uh, that touchdown, he just like walked into the end zone. So. Uh, anyway, it should be a real defensive test all around for both quarterbacks. Um, and whoever gets the most touchdowns scores the most points. Uh, Brock Purdy, I would say, looks better of the two if I had to choose. Um, and then tight end wise, Jake Ferguson has really come out kind of out of the gate hot. And if it weren't for Laporta, he would be the best rookie tight end. Uh, seven targets in three or four four games, which is a lot better than a lot of other tight ends out there. Um, and George Kittle on the other side of the ball. Obviously, you're going to have to start him, uh, and he's going to be good in the long run, uh, but you're hating the slow start that he's on right now, and you're really hoping for that 30 30 bomb soon, and I think this could be it, so you're definitely looking forward to Kittle this week.
2: Absolutely. Um, Running back, start Pollard, start McCaffrey. They're both ready to rock. Uh, Rico Dado missed practice today, so Deuce Vaughn could get some extra work, but you're not going to start him at all. Uh, (laughs) Both have tough matchups, so have fun with that. Yeah, well, McCaffrey's the GOAT. So oh, Yeah, right. McCaffrey's... Oh, yeah, guy. dude. Right. Fuck, 50 last week. Almost won me yeah. a game that I was down by 60. Insane. Uh, wide receiver-wise, uh, Lamb, good to go. Probably all I'm going for in that game. Um, don't trust Dak just quite yet getting the ball to other people. 49ers, Ayuk is good to go. And then if Debo's healthy, Debo plays. That is the... Um, I should just be every week. <clears throat> I can, yeah. I eat,
1: though, honestly, yeah. Uh, just liking the the 49ers in general. I'm looking forward to watching this game.
2: They look like the best team in football right now, really. Well, open. I mean, you know, they're
1: not the only undefeated team,
2: they've just looked the best. That's, that's, that's no, really, I mean, yeah. I had this one out.
1: Also, haven't really played a real team yet, if I'm being honest here, but uh, this will be a real team ish. Uh, so, neither of the Eagles 49ers. Either, so,
2: 49ers for sure.
1: I'm going to pick the 49ers. Um, Rugeru just covering up the IDP here. You're firing up every safety on the 49ers. Uh, any D backs in general. Lenore would be great as well uh, from San Francisco. Uh, Bland from Dallas is just going to be people getting tackles left and right. And of course, linebackers as well. Honestly, I think it's just going to be a really good game for all IDP in general. Um, That's what he says.
2: Is Jerron Bland a fluke? Uh, Depends on who you ask on this podcast, because I think think he's going to be something. Joe's on the fence, and I think Josh might think he's a fluke.
1: I want to see more tackles is what it comes down to. Uh, I do not rely
2: on touchdowns for my defensive backs. Don't don't win me anything. No. I don't think it's a fluke. I don't think he's going to get picked sixes every game, but I think he could work into something more. All right. Well,
1: let's get into the last game, uh, which isn't quite as exciting, but it should be a little literally relatively evenly matched game. Green Bay versus Las, uh, Las Vegas. My apologies. Uh, another QB surprise of this year. Jordan Love is currently QB seven on the year. And although most of his points are coming off of one or two late drives to try to come back from uh, the deficit that they put him in, uh, it is working for fantasy managers. So against the Raiders, fire him up and sit whoever plays for QB for the Raiders. Um, I was really hoping for a good showing by Aiden O'Connell, but it was just just awful. Um, and you're sitting both tight ends for both teams um, in case – uh, I would say play Musgrave, uh, but he does have a concussion, so he probably won't play. And if he does, he might be a little limited. So that's the only reason. If you have to play Mus- Musgrave, I completely understand. And then Michael Mayer, not the best rookie tight end
2: right now. That was a good showing for Khalil Mack last week, though.
1: Yeah, that's the most exciting <laughs> part.
2: <laughs> just, being, just being honest. Yeah, By the way, way Jordan, really, lo- Jordan Love sucks. Room. I'm sorry, Jordan Love sucks. 100 oh, handle I can't handle watching him week to week
1: I've been starting him for Joe Burrow because I have Joe Burrow and somehow it's working like dude he had negative one and then he ended up with 20 and I was just like thank you God for your fake weird
2: comeback he's been getting super lucky oh yeah
1: it's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna implode and Green Bay Packer fans were like yeah it' was just a rebuild year I'm really glad to see him doing really good. I'm really tired of Green Bay Packer fans. And yes, Josh, what's crazy
2: is I feel like Jordan Love this year is literally last year's Chris, Christian Watson. Like, it's that kind of situation. Where well, just I don't know these if you noticed. Things are happening week to week. Did you see um, Christian Watson's
1: yeah. touchdown two weeks ago where he was just standing in the end zone and got a touchdown yeah, when he yeah. came back? And I was like, you motherfucker.
2: I know. It's that kind of shit that's making Jordan Love look good and Christian Watson look good. But it's like, if you watch the games, it's like, God, that is elite route running.
1: Elite rat running, Elite standing out. in the corner of the end zone <laughs> and nobody covering you. Hey! Oh,
2: fucking hate it. Yeah, that's hilarious. All right,
1: running backs, um, what's going
2: on with that? Running backs are easy, but I am going to have to take a deep breath on this one. All right. Um, Aaron Jones did not do a damn thing last week, but he's... Fire him up this week. He's going to kick some ass. Um, We finally saw something out of Josh Jacobs, and... David Montgomery just played daddy to the Packers, so um, fire up Jacobs confidently. Now, here's here's where I got to say something. You know how I said that Mike Williams isn't good and that Tyler Higbee Um, doesn't belong in the NFL? Okay. Those reactions pale in comparison to my beliefs about one A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon played 70% of the snaps last week and turned that into 11 yards. Can we stop with the A.J. Dillon thing? Emmanuel Wilson and Patrick Taylor – Both look better than AJ Dillon. Stop it. We covered this last week, but I appreciate you just fucking reiterating it because anyone who listens to last week and then this week, they'll know that just it's fucking done, man. It's Quadzilla, though. Fuck. If you have quads like that, you should be able to run for more (laughs) than three feet. Sorry. I think so. Uh, Wide receiver wise on the Raiders, it's Devontae and Jacoby. Don't overthink it. Uh, Devontae's, I mean, obviously, if it's Aiden O'Connell, it's. Devontae and Josh Jacobs that was his two favorite targets last week but if it's uh if it's uh Garoppolo back uh Devontae and Jacoby are two really good options for this game Packers wise Dubs seems to be the favorite target I I don't know if that's going to be how the rest of the season plays out I don't know if maybe Christian Watson needs a little bit more time with love if love needs to you know put some loving on Christian Watson. I don't know what needs to happen. Don't want to get into all that. Dubs start Jaden Reed, start Christian Watson flex play at best.
1: Um, Jaden Reed is really curious to me because he's been the most consistent of the targets. Uh, dubs has obviously gotten a lot of targets in games. Um, but Jaden Reed's role and fantasy points has been super consistent. Like I know it's not great, Mm -hmm. but like two more targets, two more catches, 20 more yards, a touchdown is like, all he needs to be like the dude from that team. He I just, started, I,
2: I, I think at, by the season's end, he's going to be like the wide receiver two on this team potentially with Christian Watson being the three. That, yeah. I that's forgot really that game was, was literally,
1: I forgot that game was literally last week because it's been it's since Thursday. But yeah, that fucking
2: touchdown by Watson. All right. Sorry. Yeah.
1: I'm over it. Uh, Green Bay wins, unfortunately.
2: Not excited yeah, about I it. Think, I think so. I will make it. Three. Um, Before we end the podcast, just because I forgot to bring it up when we got to it, but we, we're talking about the Jets. The other one is Dalvin Cook, right? Why did he go to the Jets? I, like,
1: oh, the other one of like, why did you go here?
2: Yeah, like, why did you go there? Like, this, this you're not—he's not, not going to be used at all. It looks like. I mean, well, Brees Hall I, has been on a snap count, and he has gotten more targets and more rushes
1: in okay, games least,
2: already on a limited account. Like, I don't get I, it.
1: At least at the time, it made sense because he was ring chasing. He wanted that dub with Aaron Rodgers. That team, literally, we all thought that, like, man, this is, there's a chance. Like, there's, like, I mean, I'm not saying they're, they're the number one team in the AFC, but like, there's a chance this team makes it full run, you know? And they still technically could, I guess, if Aaron Rodgers really is rehabbing as well as they say he is. But at the moment, he doesn't even look good. Like, what were no. you bringing to this? Like, I, I, no offense. Like, I actually really like Dalvin Cook. I thought that it, they were dumb for not paying him. I understand they can't because they can't afford it because they're burning all their money on Kirk Cousins and then Jefferson yeah. and all the other people are going to have to pay. But it just, he doesn't look good. Like, what happened? Where, and it's not Zach Wilson. It's not because they can't pass because Zach Wilson's honestly been the O line least- is
2: bad, but.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Brees Hall's having no issues, and he's coming yeah. off an ACL tear and was not even ready to start the season, but did anyway and still broke out. Right. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying Dalvin Cooks needs to rush for 60 yards, but. It's... Crazy. Just <laughs> crazy. Joe's just
2: like, yeah, he's no <laughs> Alexander Mattinson, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, I just think maybe with Aaron Rodgers, this was supposed to look a lot different maybe that's the way that's why well, they had to change right, the play but, call
1: play call yeah sure.
2: but at the same time it's like dalvin cook was pretty good last year still I mean he shouldn't be this bad it's just so strange that he picked this team that didn't my even, thing is is
1: it's if they could have gone to Miami <laughs> they brought dalvin cook in why aren't they rushing it with him 15 times like what like if they're not even doing what he's meant to do it's wear down so teams. like I understand it's insurance for Brees hall that's fine too if like maybe in the in the winter months they're going to use Dalvin a lot more or something, or if Brees ha- happened to have a, a a setback or something. But yeah, no, I I agree with you, man. It, it doesn't really make any sense.
2: Oh so weird. But I well, you know, we know what's what now. Yep.
1: Sure Brees, hopefully Brees to the moon.
2: Might be a buy-low opportunity for Dalvin. If this if this offense is supposed to look different with Aaron Rodgers and he does come back next season, maybe go float a trade for him. See if you can get him on the cheap.
1: I mean, I would even say buy low on Dalvin once Brees has his breakout this year. Like spend a well,
2: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, go buy him. Yeah, one. Yeah, wait, maybe a little longer. We'll see sheer has a In good game
1: months. this week and Dalvin Cook doesn't. Fucking just float out <laughs> some bullshit and see if you can get Dalvin on your team before they drop him.
2: I would for sure.
1: Or check the waiver wires if he does nothing and pick him up, stash him for sure.
2: All right. Okay. That, that's I'm going to run through my favorite DraftKings plays real quick. Okay, Joe, go for it. Because I put a lot of work into it. Yeah, I didn't think about All it. All right. So at quarterback, you're paying up for Patty. Easy peasy. At tight end, I like pivoting from Kelsey to Hawkinson. You save a couple thousand, and you're essentially stacking the board with him. At running back, we got Monty at 6,600 versus Carolina, and Brees at 5,400 versus Denver. Should be really solid. Marquise Brown at 5,000 versus Cincy has had 27 targets in the last three games. So we love that. Uh, Romeo Dubs, 4,900 versus Las Vegas. He is criminally underpriced on DraftKings every week, and he has loved safety blanket. Raiders have also given up six touchdowns through the air recently. Uh, Garrett Wilson at the Broncos. Newsflash. They suck. And Wilson looks okay. Um, getting his type of talent at that price is unreal. If you're looking... For a Sunday morning play, Jordan Poyer hurt his knee. Tredavious White will miss the rest of the season. So like I said earlier, I love Calvin Ridley at 6,800. And then a defense, we got Saints at 3K versus Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. Doesn't matter which one. Well done, Joe. Thank you. I went quick.
1: Now you fucking nailed it. If you you Um. didn't get that, re-listen to it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And believe this, when Joe does that again i'd ride him i just love that's how the, straight your face is in that video that's too the, i'd ride him <laughs> plays of the week
1: all right uh joe Rugeru, always good time great to see you we'll talk to you soon and uh joe get us out of here man good night guys night rude <laughs>